Hello. Welcome to a Waldman's Words intro, wherein I do not mention the dreaded P word, but I talk about the happy C word, Chiprari. We've got drummer extraordinaire Mike Chiprari and the owner-founder of SJC Drums, Mike Chiprari. I just like saying Chiprari, so let's Chiprari away, boys and girls. It's a great name. It really rolls off the tongue. SJC Great name. We're going to learn the origin of SJC Drum's name in, in this episode as well, as well as just the origin of the company as a whole and how someone gets into making their own drums. True that. He made Scott quite mentioned- a racket. Oh. Scott mentioned that we're not going to mention the dreaded P word, but that's only because we recorded this back in the golden days. Back in the halcyon days, we thought things were going to be, oof, little did we know. If only we could have seen it coming. But only we were back in the Adobe that Trump got, you know, <laughs> before. Don't know what you're talking about. Who? Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. We were back in the studio. We miss Adobe Studios. And that's when we also gave Mike Chaprari his great nickname, which is Mikey Chips. I actually think this is one of the last ones we recorded before quarantine. I think this might be late February. I think so. And we're sorry about the delay on this, but we were waiting for a right time for this episode to come out, and then we realized there is no right time. So why the yeah. fuck not now? Fun, uh, Walmart's words, I don't know if this would be an Easter egg, but we have a lot of like... Or Hanukkah gelt. Lost episodes. I'm putting it in quotes. You can't see me in the thing because they're not technically lost, but they're they're waiting for their moment. And like the word lost often elicits, no spoilers, guys, no spoilers, but no spoilers. just so you know, Mike was an awesome guest, super passionate, and we shout him out in the show itself, but Frank Zumo is the one who linked us up because Mike does the drums for Frank for Some 41 and for all of his other stuff, and musicians like Trey Cool from Green Day, so that's my little fanboy moment. The literal, like, rock star drummers. Yeah. Like, if you could put a bunch of drummers in a room, Frank Zumo, Mikey Chips. And very cool. And then <laughs> and you wouldn't cool. be able to hear shit. Yeah, it would just be a cacophony. And they can't hear each other, so they're all just banging on drums randomly. But be cool. I actually just learned from Frank, actually, about those mats that you put on the top of the drum heads that lower the sound so you could play indoors. Uh huh. Right. Like how you stuff a beach towel inside of your kick drum head. In, I never heard that one. Bass, yeah, in the bass drum, people put towels in it, and also rugs underneath the drums so that they don't just slide everywhere willy nilly. The rug is man, very importante. Man, it's when a Scott word was like the, Chiprari. When Scott was the bassist, he would just show up with his bass, plug it into his amp, and he's done. Drummers gotta. Put down the rug and then put down all the pieces and then put beach towels all over everything so it doesn't get sandy. Yep. And they always have that stereotype of being dumbasses, but Mike is not one of those. That's true. <laughs> Mike's not one of them. No, I'm also had, look- and we've never had someone from his world on the show. As you know, we have managers, agents, publicists, digital marketers, the like. And we're like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's go to the percussive end. You do a pretty good blend. You get some behind the scenes in front of the scenes behind the beat. on the show. Is that is that the name of our new segment, Behind the Beat with Scott, Emily, and Jed? Well, as 
I don't know if all of them know, because I don't know if we ever said it in our intro, but we kind of started taking this show over to Twitch as well. If anyone wants to watch the Twitch streams, they're always an hour before the show airs, and we kind of go more in depth into the topics that we talk about on the show and uh, the guests and what they do. And just if you want to learn a little bit more about the industry as a whole and why these people come on to talk about what they do, you could go over to Twitch. But I'm thinking, because we're just calling it Waldman's Words, maybe we could call it Waldman's Words Behind the Beat. <laughs> mm, it needed like a segment name for sure. I'm not yeah. sure if if there's a show in Adobe wherein it's Behind the Beat. I know there's a show with two drummers, two female drummers, but we could be behind that beat. We'll figure that yes. out later. Well, speaking about behind and running behind, we actually need to get off this intro. Ah! <laughs> Or else Adobe's going to cut us off. So stick around. Stay tuned. We're going to be right back with Mike Shapari. All right. So this is Waldman's Words with Mike Chiprari. Did I get that right? I know you told me that that's right, but I want to make sure I got it right. Nice job. Woohoo! My mistake, (laughs) apparently, was one of the closest mistakes that Chiprari has ever had. But I don't know how many people get SJC drums wrong. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no one knows what SJC stands for, and that's a fun one to ask people for sure. Spelling Jehovah's Witnesses. <laughs> mm, but that's not even a C. Close, close. Yeah. What? what? San Jose, California. Oh, shoot. That's what I was going to say. Damn it. And that's what you said off break, too. You're always yeah, right. I'm always right. Anyway, we've got Mike. Are you in Worcester right now? No, I'm actually in Round Rock, Texas, uh, on the last day of a clinic tour that we've been doing for about a week now. Which tour is this? Is this one that I know about? Yes, sir. Yeah, we've been out with Frank Zumo of Sum 41, and uh, we have Christina Schiano um, as well. And so it's been a great run, and we're in we're basically in Austin, Texas. And uh, today's the last day. We all fly home tomorrow. Yeah, I can hear the drums in the background. Sorry, they're sound checking right now. We're at the venue. And- how dare you do work while you're doing work? That's how you know he's being genuine, all right? Yeah. That's not just a drum machine in the background so he can pretend to be busy. He's real. He's, he's working people. He's actually quite loyal to the craft. Yes, that's what the tour is called, man. We, uh, yeah, I made, I made them hit the drums right now so you guys think I'm actually working. No, it's okay. Basically, when I'm not doing a radio interview, I pretend that I'm interviewing people when I meet other people, and it goes over well 0% of the time. Well, I think we pretty solidified. One, your name is Mike. One, you're in Texas right now. And three, you work for SJC Drums. But what do you do at SJC? Um, I do a little bit of everything. My brother and I, um, we started the company when we were kids. And so as the company's progressed, I've kind of had my hand in you know, a, a little bit of everything. Ma- mainly my day-to-day is artist relations, product development, marketing, social media, stuff like that. Um, I do a lot of logistics and event, um, like activations, a lot of hands-on stuff like that. So uh, it keeps me busy for sure. And you're actually literally on the road doing it. Not everyone does that. But we're going to go yeah. way back. Way, yeah. way, 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 way back. I have no idea how old you are. I was born in 81, but I was also an East Coast because you have the Worcester thing. When did you start drumming? I don't know this, so I'm not asking a preemptive question. Yeah, no, I was born in 85, so we're close in age. I started drumming um, around like 1994. I was nine, going on 10, 
and uh, just got a drum set for Christmas and started jamming away ever from then. Well, you got it for Christmas in 94. I had my bar mitzvah in 94. <laughs> awesome. Which means that 95 was the first year of hell in your home because suddenly there was a nine-year-old smashing on the drums every given minute. Yes, but thank God thank God that that happened because that's kind of how SJC was born. My older brother wanted to play my drums, and in true sibling rivalry, I wouldn't let him touch them. And he went and found a drum set and refurbished it, and that's kind of in a nutshell how SJC came to be. Well, I mean, actually, I just discovered that SJC stood for Stop Jamming Chiprari. <laughs> yes, that's close. That, I've never heard that one, but I'm going to use that one from here on out. Go for it, bro. Just cite me. You have to have an asterisk SW. <laughs> I like that his own family members were referring to him by his last name when they were saying <laughs> stop drumming. But that's the best story. Wait a minute. Literally sibling rivalry. No, you can't play my drums. Go get your own. And he did. And here we are today. Yes. Yeah, yeah, man. It was it was wild and we didn't know what we were doing, but he he just kind of ripped the that old drum set apart in, in our parents' backyard and spray painted the hardware and then he eventually took a small corner of our grandmother's basement who lived next door to us and that became the first workshop for the first like 7 years of the company's life. Well, if you started in 94 and I love talking to people around my age on this show cuz it doesn't always happen, were you rocking out to like post-grunge stuff or what was your influence when you started hitting shit? Yeah, I mean, my I, I really liked uh, 311. Chad Sexton's a really good drummer and he... And he writes a lot of songs drummer. too. Yeah, like just an incredible musician. So that's why I started playing. But shortly after, I was starting to take drum lessons and just, you know, watching MTV back in the day when I was like 10, 11 years old, like Green Day and Rancid and Refused. And all these really cool punk bands um, started kind of coming into my life. And then I was in, you know, I went to my first Warp Tour when I was like 13. Um, so that really changed my style of music. And my brother was always very into ska and punk music. So we were just kind of like, you know, just punk rock kids, like doing the DIY thing, putting on shows when we were in high school for our local bands and things like that. Um, and, you know, that all helped, that all helped shape the, the company from a very early age. Um, so when we finally did start the company around the year 2000, um, we kind of knew not how to run a business, but how to um, how to promote and how to be active in the community and, you know, eventually the drum community. Well, I don't often hear that people pre-11 are listening to 311. I don't hear that a lot. And that sounds like a beautiful disaster to me. But what's awesome was my very first Warp Tour was in 98. Was that the one that was yours or was it 97? Because I'm going to see awesome. if I can remember without Google. What was yeah, it? 98. I would have been 13. So yeah, dude, I forget who was playing. Oh, I can tell you everything. <laughs> Kid Rock was on main stage. Deftones were main stage. Uh, Bad Religion, No Effects. It was Eminem. He was on like a. No. Stage, so I remember. He was 99. 99. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was like, what is? You know, this is just crazy. And then you got Eminem uh, on, on a stage. So it was, you know, obviously the Warp Tour is known for for just being real eclectic but that you know just opened my eyes to like so many different new styles of music as a young teenager it was a good time for music the mid 90s i mean a lot of times people talk about the early 90s because of nirvana and pearl jam but i would say 94 which was the year punk broke that was when green day bad religion and offspring really really became global and i'm assuming that that heavily influenced your drumming 
For sure. Yeah. I mean, seeing, seeing Dave Grohl smash the drums and like Jimmy Chamberlain from the Smashing Pumpkins was one of my, is still is one of my favorite drummers and like hearing him play, I don't know. It's just, it was a really great time. Uh, like you said, for, for music and young musicians like myself to just be influenced with just like, just raw, raw punk rock energy. It was, it was rad. Yeah. I think that's one of the questions listeners are going to want to know. The answer to is like, how do you bridge that gap? How do you go from learning the Hawaii five O drums in your grandmother's basement to engaging with the community? Like if I'm trying to start my own music hardware company, like you have, how do I literally get out there? How do I engage with drummers in my area? What do I do? Great, great. It's a great question. And, you know, we're, we're obviously in a different day and age with social media now where it's a little bit easier to connect with people, but it's almost harder at the same time because there's so many people doing it. There's so and there's noise. Yeah, you really have to stand out. I mean, for for us, like, again, we were just punk rock kids. So like I literally my band played the Warp Tour one year and I realized how easy it was to get backstage and like park where all the bands park. And so my brother and I just packed our trailer and drove in the following year and we just set up a, a, a 10 by 10 tent um, inside the Warp Tour where all the bands had their merch. And we we did that for like a week. And, um, you know, Kevin Lyman and his people didn't know we were doing that. And we would always do stuff like that, like sneaking into shows, getting backstage, talking to drum techs and drummers. There was no noise back then where they had, you know, crazy security um, or social media getting DMs from a bunch of people. So, <laughs> you know, we stood out that way. But in this day and age, you know, you, you can still do that. You can have a really great press kit. You can have a really great presence or you can even send snail mail to people and get their attention a lot easier than DMing them. Um, there's, a, there's a ton of ways to do it. Um, you know, I'm thankful we grew up back then, um, you know, able to stand out from, from the pack. But Obviously, there's a lot of great musicians um, doing it, even this in, in this day and age um, with, with social media, and they're really capitalizing on it. I mean, Christina Schiano, she's out here on this tour with us. She's got a million subscribers on YouTube. Um, so, you know, there's there's definitely ways to stand out from the pack. And what's awesome is you talk about your brother a bunch, but you still haven't said his name on the air. So can you please give him a really, really solid shout out, including blood type and social security number? <laughs> Yeah, his name is Scott James Chuprari. Wait, that's why I said it, because of Scott, right? I didn't do that. There's no ulterior motive there. No, continue. Scott, hi. Yeah, Scott James Chuprari, he, uh, you know, he just, he started building drums, like I said. He was he got a kit after me, but just a music nerd like like the rest of us. And, um, yeah, that's what the company was named after. We just started building drums and didn't really mean to make it a company. And I made a logo when we were in my home office of my bedroom as an 18-year-old and Made his first, made the first logo and used SJC because you know my brother started it and then the letters looked cool in a logo and here we are literally 20 years later uh, still doing it and that takes an extra level of humility to not want to have to name it after yourself. I know who do yeah. who do a show called Waldman's Words? Ugh. What a dick! <laughs> I things. mean, luckily his last name is also Chapari. Yeah, you get the C, yeah. but not like the Dave Matthews Band situation where they didn't have a name and he was just like, "Oh, I guess call us Dave Matthews Band," and it just stuck. Right. Yeah, yeah, no, we we you know we never fought over that. We fought over plenty of other things Good. as brothers, business owners, as you know, young twenty-year-olds, uh, dudes who knew really not much about what they were doing in the business world. Um, but not that I was always just like, yeah, I mean, he started doing this first and 
it's a cool, it, it, it sounds better than MLC. So I don't know. We just rolled with it. So it seems like you guys have been doing this practically your entire lives if you started drumming around nine years old. But have you guys ever played in bands or recorded music or done anything like that uh, in the midst of having this company? Yeah, yeah. Like I started playing when I was nine, but the company started when I was like 15 or 16. So not that's a massive difference. But um, yeah, when I was young, I was in like a punk band. And then um, I was in a, uh, another punk band called No Trigger. And we um, we got signed to Nitro Records and we recorded at the Blasting Room in Fort Collins with Bill Stevenson, who's the drummer of the Descendants and Black Flag. And does every Rise Against like record. He's he's yeah, insane. He's Rise Against. He just did a, a Day to Remember record a few years ago and an incredible musician and engineer and producer. So that I was like 19 and that was such a massive um, eye opening experience. And that was, you know, I didn't mean to be doing it, but just all these places that I was because of the band and because of my love for punk rock, um, put me in the position to meet people and then just ultimately make them drums. I wasn't, I wasn't a dude in a suit being like, Hey, you should play X, Y, and Z drums because you know, here's our tagline, whatever. I just became friends with these people. And then, you know, the industry is quite small once you're inside of it. And so I just eventually met this web of people. Um, and I was touring a lot and, uh, eventually, I left the band to focus on the company 100%, and uh, we haven't stopped since. Was No Trigger like taken from No Drum Triggers, or was it more towards violence? No. Um, yeah, it was. You know, our singer started the band. Um, he he was grew up in a town next to me, and he's uh, he's kind of a political dude. So back then. I don't even know what a drum sample was back then, to be honest. So people would like say stuff to me like as a joke. And I'm like, no, it means like there's no trigger. There's no like catalyst to the event happening. There's, you know, he had this in-depth uh, reasoning for the name of the band. But I was a kid and I was like, the music's cool. And like, we're going to go on tour and record. And this sounds rad. So I'm going to go do it. Um, but yeah, it's a, his, his lyrics are, are, you know, kind of political. And um, it really means like no catalyst. Well, whenever I think of no trigger, I think of strike anywhere. Like, I feel like oh, you guys were very similar. Yeah, they, I mean, Strike Anywhere is one of my favorite bands to this day. And the singer of No Trigger introduced me to, to Strike Anywhere and Propagandi and all these great bands. And I was heavily influenced, you know, from learning how to play drums to 311 um, and like Rancid and then really going into the realm of Strike Anywhere and Propagandi and all those bands with like the fast punk beat, um, you know, that, that in, had a heavy influence on me for sure. And then... I made drums for Strike Anywhere and like went after all those dudes because of, you know, the, the connection with the band. So, yeah, I really, you know, I didn't we never meant to make this a company. It was just we just happened to get wrapped up into it when when we were just hanging out with all these drummers and bands. It was natural. It was real. And now we're, yeah. while we're still learning about your past before we start getting into the present and then the future, I got one big question for you, which is about later, later in your childhood, getting an education. Did you go to UMass Dartmouth? I did. Yes. Now you're explaining how cool and we punk dig you were. deep on Waldman's yeah. words, Mr. Yeah. Mike. <laughs> we we're going to nardwar this sitch right now. Now uh, you're talking about how cool and punk you were. I slipped the cool in there. And like you, you were getting your whole life together by 15 and you were moving on into a career by 18, 19. So how did you slip college in there? And what was the value of that education to you? Yeah. Like most kids, you want to make your parents happy. And my dad, 
Speak for yourself, Mike. (laughs) (laughs) You know, my parents really wanted me to get an education. So a couple of the dudes in my band and myself went to UMass Dartmouth. Um, And I don't know if this is punk rock or not, but I got a call from the the A&R guy at Nitro Records. Literally, like I was in the second semester um, uh, or, or the first semester of my second year, something like that. I was going for marketing and uh, I got the call and I told my buddies when we were in class and we all we were in the middle of like a midterm or a, a final and uh, a final exam. And we all wrote our names on the top of the paper and handed it in blank. And then we left and we we, we uh, dropped out of college at that point. So, you know, I thought I was going to go do it, but we left in kind of a punk rock way. I feel <laughs> that's super yeah. punk. Are you yeah. kidding me? You, there was a fire inside punk. there, dude. Dude, that's the yeah. music video right there. Hell yeah. Yeah. And you know what? Funny enough, our teachers loved us and they knew we had a band and they knew I had a business because we like like me and my buddies, we all wrote all of our projects were on SJC drums and all this stuff. So they actually passed all of us. We we all got A's in all of our classes, even though we we basically dropped out during uh, an exam, you know, week. And uh, so I still have those credits. I'm sure they're going to expire expire at some point because that was over 10 years ago. But <laughs> I still have a standing promise to my dad that I'll get my bachelor's degree. I just got to figure out when I can do that. Nice, man. That's that's pretty punk. Come on. It really is. Stay in school, kids. And speaking of punk, I just think that this is a really good time for us to talk about the DIY punk hustle ethic. And I don't know too many people that embody that more than Mr. Frank Zumo, friend and client. I think that we should use the duration of this show. Just kidding to talk about him. No, you could just say a few nice things. <laughs> yeah, dude. No, it's we've been very lucky. Um, the community that we've had around us, uh, a lot of like-minded drummers and musicians and, you know, not musicians, I guess, as a whole. Like we've, we've become friends with a lot of really great people in the industry. And Frank is one of them. You know, we we met. Uh, you know, we had always kind of touched base and known about each other from, you know, trade shows like NAM and stuff like that. But probably four years ago, we connected and I met him at the Warp Tour and we met up and just talked and had a very, uh, I guess, a uh, deep shared interest of just doing cool shit and like making rad drums and making a difference and inspiring and motivating the next generation of musicians. And it was more than just being able to design really cool drums, which we have, you know, one of my big, uh, you know, milestones that I wanted to achieve in this career of mine is to, to collaborate with Shepard Ferry, um, you know, famous street artist with Obey Giant. And immediately Frank's like, yeah, we'll make a drum set. I'll have him paint my drum shells and, um, cool. So we did it. Boom. Check that off the bucket list. And then it's like, Hey, they're going to display my kit on a rotating riser at the hard rock in Vegas you, me, and Shepard are going to unveil it together and, you know, talk about the the meeting behind Shepard's art on the drums. And it was just a, it's a whirlwind with Frank. It's a, it's a nonstop um, idea session, which, you know, that speaks my language. I'm, I'm on 24 seven. Um, cause we want to, we want to do really cool stuff in, in, in this lifetime of ours. And, uh, you know, we just nonstop for like three and a half years now done really, really cool shit and made some amazing drums And it's opened up so many doors for both of us. And that hustle, you don't, you can't really learn it. You just kind of have to do it. And Frank being an East Coast guy. I was just about to say that. It's an East Coast thing. I've lived in LA for a while and no offense to the two people in this room right now, Emily and Jed. Honestly, no offense taken. We have no ambition. It's cool. Okay, never mind. Go back to People out here just expect stuff to come to them. It's fine. No, we just have that East Coast hustle of, um, of just like, 
crazy, just do it, you know, work till 3am, sleep two hours, um, and just keep going. And, uh, he's got that, you know, you know, you can learn it over years of, of, you know, once you're in your twenties, but Frank and I have that from like, I think 13 year olds. I don't think you can learn a work ethic. I think that it just has to come with time and repetition and repetition and repetition and repetition. I think you could adopt a work ethic. Yes. I think that you can acquire it, but I don't think it's something you could just learn by downloading an app. That's just me. Yeah, exactly. No, you know, we, we, uh, we, we both share that. And I think when Frank and I, uh, came together, if you will, like that, that spark was like multiplied times 10 or a hundred. Uh, the two of us are just cranking all the time on ideas and drums and activations and just, it's cool. It's fun. Well, we're actually going to end segment one in a minute, but I literally just went to your website and I thought I'd bring something a little full circle for you that you obviously know, but I didn't. Doesn't SJC work with Bill Stevenson now? Yeah, yeah. We we ended up making him a bunch of drums for his studio and, you know, we, we made him a few um, custom drum kits and snare drums, uh, but the Descendants tore so uh, different than most bands. They're doing pretty much purely fly-in gigs. So he's flying into, you know, Seattle and Atlanta and wherever they're, Chicago, wherever they're going, and we don't have backline everywhere. So he's he's using kind of what he can get um, in those cities from backline companies. But yeah, he's got, Bill Stevenson has a handful of drum kits from us. Um, and that for me is like one of the coolest things that I've done um, in, in my music career, for sure. I mean, I don't think it gets much cooler than that. You recorded a record with him. You obviously love his drumming i mean i'd say he might be even like the godfather of you know punk or pop punk drumming in my opinion and now he's a part of your family yeah the only cooler thing is i built a bar in in the backyard of his studio that i think pops everything i finished drums why do you got to one-up me with your own story dude (laughs) i finished drums early and he was like go to home depot and build because i'm from massachusetts so everyone makes fun of us obviously for saying car like Mm car so he's like he's like build me a bar in the back so i went and got some wood and me and this singer and a couple of dudes built him a bar which is now still there and i've seen photos of like rise against and a bunch of cool dudes that i love rise against drinking shirley temples at the bar at the bar, man, and it's. I think that's almost cooler than building him drums. <laughs> you know what? I, I could see why that is. I mean, because you're obviously known for drums, but not as much for the bars, even though I associate yeah. the state of Massachusetts with one giant bar. <laughs> but yes. we're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Waldman's Words. I'm Emily Burke. Uh, on the phone, we have Mike Chapari. From SJC Drums, Woo. and I guess Scott and Jed are also here. What's up? <laughs> hey, yo. Yo, yo. Can you remind the people exactly where you are right now? I know it's the great state of Texas, and I heard the word round, but I need more information. Round Rock, Texas. It's uh, right near Austin, Texas, and we're doing a show uh, brought to you by Vans, and we've got Frank Zumo from Sum 41 and Christina Schiano. Um, we just, this is our last day of a week-long clinic tour. This is the most Italian thing I've heard in a while. We got Chiprari, we got Shiano, we got Zumo. It's pretty wonderful. <laughs> Boom. Yeah, Love it. I'm going to Italian restaurants every night, getting wine and, you know, <laughs> pasta and spaghetti. Yep. <laughs> I get it, <laughs> the man. The three food groups. 
You, starch, <laughs> starch, and starch. You guys are hitting the end, so maybe it's a little late to promote, but can you give us a taste of the experience that you've had out there? Who's been coming out? What the vibe has been? What you've gotten out of it? Because it's a very unconventional tour, yeah. so I think that the gillions of people listening deserve to know. Yeah, tell us a little bit more. Yeah, man. Um, this all came uh, about, we, we have a distributor over in Asia, and in China, there's uh, music education is way bigger than it is in the United States, obviously. In the so States, is education. Yeah, it's education-driven in the States. You know, there's a lot of uh, funding issues with schools and cutting music departments and things like that. And so Frank and I went to China. We did a drum workshop over there for a week, and it really inspired us to want to bring it back to the States. And we hit up Vans to see if they would back it, and they did. Um, and they, you know, they backed the whole the whole concept. We call it the Loyal to the Craft Tour, and we take out drummers from all types of uh, genres and all you know series in their career. Um, and we basically just go around. We've gone around the whole country now. Um, this is like our tenth or eleventh tour, um, and we go set up either at a school of rock or we go and rent a rad local punk rock venue, and we have local bands come out. And then we have the drummers, in this case, Christina, and then Frank. Um, showcasing their talents and they, they you know they do a clinic they, they play drums they talk to the kids they do a meet and greet we have local drummers playing with Frank simultaneously uh, we get video of it all we'll tag the kids online we have vans goodies and giveaways we're giving out drums and t-shirts and stickers and goodies it's just really fun and inspiring for everybody um, you know myself and the musicians that and the artists that come out with us leave very inspired because we see this you know this this uh I guess, spark in these young kids' eyes that remind us of ourselves back then, uh, reminds us to keep going because we're able to motivate these kids and remind us why we're doing it. And then these kids are leaving going, man, like if I had any doubt that I was going to do that, now I have no doubt because, you know, I want to I want to go do that and I want to succeed like these artists are. Um, so it's really inspiring and invigorating and just really, really fun. And we're so thankful for Vans to, uh, you know, allow us to go do these things in such a cool way. So cool. I mean, I just want to – we spoke about Frank before because I could talk about Frank for millennials. But I want to hear about Christina. How did she get involved with this? Obviously, she has quite the internet fan base, but how did you guys connect? Yeah, Christina's been playing our drums for about five or six years now, and we're a small company. And we we really – you know, endorsements is a big thing out in the industry. Uh, everyone asks, how do you get endorsed? I want free gear. Um, you know, there's really no such thing as, as that, you know, like we treat everybody like your Trey Cool from Green Day or like your Frank Zumo pouring, you know, 250 shows a year, whether you're those guys or you're, you know, a 12 year old drummer picking up the sticks for the first time or a six year old dude getting a snare drum to have in your house. Um, we really treat everybody um, as as I feel like they should be treated at, like they're a rock star. And so we treated Christina that way and developed a great relationship and just saw her grow. She's a YouTube drummer, and she does covers of of, uh, of songs on YouTube. And She's East Coast, too. East Coast, too. Yeah, just got to say it. Yeah, she just hustles. And I've seen her at the trade shows, and then I saw her kind of picking up traction the last couple of years doing signings at the Remo Drumheads booth and just really uh, building a name for herself. And we helped her do it. You know, we, we made her some signature snare drums that we did. And uh, Vans on this tour wanted us to bring out a female drummer. Um, you know, Vans is very heavy on backing female skateboarders and, um, you know, the, the lifestyle brand and, and, and promoting that. Um, and we were like, yeah, absolutely. Christina Shiano would be dope. She just hit a million subscribers on YouTube. So let's celebrate that. 
and she's got fans coming out to the shows wearing her merch and supporting her and you know it's really cool to see these kids meeting Frank and Christina they never thought they would because again Christina's a YouTube drummer and Frank's playing for you know 10,000 people a night where he doesn't have the time to meet you know dr uh, drum fans that that want to meet him um, so this is just a great way to connect um, all these worlds together. And for me, it's really cool to see it because uh, kids are just leaving with massive smiles on their faces and parents are crying because their kids have been, you know, not in a right, the right state of mind as a 16 year old going through all the drama and BS that they do in high school to see this be a positive influence um, as a parent myself and a musician that wants to inspire kids is really unbelievable to see. I think also the fact that Christina is a YouTuber and you are looking towards uh, inspiring kids is that is the new medium. The everyone's celebrities are on YouTube now. And I think a lot exactly. of people are almost ignoring that factor, trying to push it away and go towards old media. But if you talk to any kid now under the age of like 16, everyone wants to be a YouTuber. Everyone wants to be a, a TikTok star. So, you know, kind of yeah. bringing that out on the road. And allowing people to meet those people and see that this is a viable career almost, even when it comes to the drums, is really important. And I think you guys actually doing that and not ignoring that part of media is really, really important. Totally. Totally. So cool, man. And it seems like you're doing a really good job of balancing, like, business and passion. You've spoken about, you know, success And family. Well, that's exactly what I want to ask about is that if you head over to our guest's Instagram at Mike.SJC, you will see a lot of really cool pictures of drums. You'll see a handful of cool pictures of really cute dogs and then a number of pictures of a really cute baby. So <laughs> now you're balancing not just passion and doing cool, uh, invigorating things and money and being good at business and learning how to do all that. But now the family, now the baby, how do you find the time? What's the balance? How do you do it? Oh, man. Well, thank you for making me sound like I know what I'm doing. I really don't. It's unbelievably difficult for any business owner or musician <clears throat> or even just parent um, working a, a quote unquote normal job. It is really difficult, man, like being away from home, um, FaceTiming my son and my wife or even when I'm home, you know, the business takes so much out of me. It takes you talk to Frank. He's got yeah, two yeah. and he's on the road, like you said, like 700,000 gigs a day. Yeah, exactly. And like you got to find a, you got to build a community around yourself where you have like-minded people that can um, can add to your energy. So I've got great friends like Frank and other dudes in bands that that have kids um, that go through similar things. Um, but you know, it's just it's a balance. I got to find time to to be me and like you know I'll read or meditate when I'm home and really try and be present. And it's easier said than done, but. If you're passionate about something, you know, like they say, you'll never feel like you're working a day in your life. So, you know, luckily I'm unbelievably passionate about the company um, and my family, obviously. So it doesn't really feel like work. Um, I am really tired all the time, but uh, my head just doesn't stop. I'm, I've got a million ideas a minute. And so just having a really good team around me, like the, 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 the people we have at SJC are incredible. Um, you know, the, from the people that make the drums, to the people in our office. So they help me stay sane. Um, and then, you know, the, the guys we have out here on the road, um, making sure the shows are going smoothly and just all that reinvigorates me and seeing my son go to shows like I've got photos of him as a one year old sitting behind Frank's kit at soundcheck, you know, a year and a half ago. And like, 
that stuff for me is so cool because all of my friends are now welcoming my son and I just daydream about, you know, the day that my son potentially wants to take the company over. And I think that's really cool. So that is a new, that's a new, um, you know, thing for me to aspire to, to get to. So mm-hmm. yeah, just find, finding ways to be re-inspired every day. How old is your boy? He's going to be three in a month and a half. So Ooh. he could change the name of some 41 to some three. <laughs> exactly. But they, they all have kids too. So they could, they could merge all their kids ages together and make a new band. It'll probably add sure. up to 41. That'd be cool. <laughs> so he's three. So he's ready for a drum kit. Yeah, he's got a little Ninja Turtles kit that my wife actually found on the side of the road, thankfully, because <laughs> he, he smashes that thing. So I want to build That sounded kit. way worse than it was. That's punk, dude. I was about to say, that's so punk rock. That's, that is, his, you know, pizza is punk rock. My wife's like, yo, look at this Ninja Turtles kit. It's in, like, perfect condition. She found it on the side of the road when she was driving home. And I was like, yeah, that's dope. So, And it's purple. My kit at home is purple, and uh, it matches my drum set. So... My my dude, my little guy is, is uh, smashing the drums, and it's really really cool. Um, he's got his flams down, and I'm teaching him how to count now. He knows he knows how to count to four and like the measures. <laughs> so he keeps time you have to keep, teach yeah. him how to count to four in the first place, so that he could keep time. No, I literally just had a baby five months and two days ago, but by the time this is up, it'll be about six months. So it's time to start teaching him drums. Well, yeah, he's already shredding, paradiddling, yeah. but. Yeah. Your your boy, honestly, I could say this, and I don't feel bad. He has cooler style than my kid. I'm looking at a picture right now of him wearing a Beastie Boys shirt, a backwards trucker hat right next to Mr. Zumo, and it's hard to out-cool Zumo, but he did. Yeah, dude, my, my son, man, like my wife and I, I mean, when you're a parent, a parent, I think you understand this, but like all we do is talk about our son. We go out on a dinner date. And it's like, what are we going to talk about? Work? No. We just talk about our son. It's He's so cool, and we're so lucky that he's so cool and so smart. He's got such cool style, and he's got his own thing going, man. He's got the curliest hair ever, and he's just – he's rad, man. We're so lucky. Thanks for saying that too, by the way, man. I appreciate it. <laughs> you know what, man? I have a kid, and I spend – I'd say if I say 10 words a day, eight of them are about him, and then yeah. the other two are about you. Oh, <laughs> about me, thanks, dude. At least no for today. At least for today. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit the follow on Instagram so I could be connected to your boy right now. And then Emily prepared an essay of questions. Um, I so. didn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not that that crazy. And also, if I was to recite an essay on the show, no one would listen to it. And I, want I people, would. I want people to hear Mike Chapari's story. <laughs> but. This half of the segment, we always try to talk about advice. So what would you say to, like, a nine-year-old that's out in, let's say, Kansas or something? That doesn't have an older brother. That doesn't have an older brother (laughs) and is starting to get really interested in drums or maybe wanting to start his own company within the music industry. What would you say to him? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, this could even go for anybody that wants to do any any instrument or, or creative artsy thing. Just find your passion and go for it. Don't let people tell you no. Um, you know, fuck all the noise and all the things that people tell you you normally have to do. Go to school, get your degree. You know, do those things if that's what you want to do and that's within your path. But have tunnel vision um, and just do it. Every single day, wake up and make sure you're pumped and passionate about what you're about to do and make mistakes and don't be afraid to fail. Like You sound like a very negative person this whole show. <laughs> like you've been like real. No, you're like Captain Posse and I love it. No, 
like just um, I got told no a lot and I felt it in my gut and like I got really I got really bad anxiety because I would always my passion told me yes and all my accountants and all of my school teachers would tell me no that I would you know fail and do all these whatever I just kept going and that's what what got me through it and I can only imagine a young kid a young me hearing that in this day and age is so much you know, everyone shows their best self on social media and I feel like it would be even harder now. So for young kids and and anybody, just don't let anybody tell you, no, you can do it. And as long as it's within like the moral compass and you're not hurting anybody, um, just go and fail and just figure out things from your mistakes and just get better. Wise words. Yeah. Them's the words from Mikey Chips. (laughs) <laughs> Mikey Chips, I love it. <laughs> that sounds like a character in Goodfellas. Yeah, we got Mikey my, Chips over here. Hey, yo, my buddy back, my buddy's back home. Uh, call me Chip Ferrari because uh, they couldn't say my last name, and it sounds, you know, Chip Ferrari, Chiprari. We were drinking one night, so Chip is is definitely one of my nicknames back home. So I'm I'm glad you you brought that up on this podcast. It's a good pseudonym, yeah. Um, I'm gonna actually Green Day fanboy right now because obviously okay. I, you know, I. I'm a fan of some 41. I'm a fan of newfound glory. I'm a fan of rancid, but green day was my gateway drug. So I think that this might be a really good way to end the segment. How the hell did you get involved with Trey? Because that dude is a beast of a drummer and just such an entertaining guy on stage and such a personality, especially in music. Now, a lot of people are faceless. He's not. No. Yeah. Yeah. Oh gosh, dude. Yeah, Trey was a hero of mine. I was 15, and I was seeing. I was watching Green Day play at a at an arena in Hartford, and I remember looking up at Trey, thinking how cool it would be to meet him one day. Um, and we're now making drums, dude. I just I networked my way in. I I had some buddies that were studio drum techs out in LA. Uh, his name, one of them, his name is Mike Fasano. Um, he actually helped me with the last Sum 41 record. We got all the drums for Frank to use um, from Mike. He's just a great friend. I DM'd him on Facebook one night just saying, hey, he hit me back and he's like, dude, I'm in the studio with Green Day. You should send out some snare drums. Green Day studio is in Oakland, California. Uh, at the time, I was drum teching for Rancid, who is out in Oakland, California. It worked out perfectly where I was literally flying to Oakland the following week. I flew out with like eight snare drums. I dropped them off at the studio uh, and Trey called me and was like, dude, these are great. I'm going to use them on the rest of the record. Um, stayed in touch. I surprised him with a with a custom Trey Cool Green Day drum kit, really vintage inspired, at the uh, Dunkin' Donuts Center in Providence a year later. And then later that year, he flew out to Massachusetts, came to our factory, uh, six packs of Pabst Blue Ribbon, handed them out to all of our dudes building drums, and uh, shook on it. And he's been playing SJC ever since. And what a wild! What a wild ride it's been. He he flew out to my wedding with his wife, his, his fiance at the time, and then my wife and I flew out to their wedding and uh, just really quickly became part of the Green Day circle. And what a trip, man. It's been so fun and so cool. And we, we've built Trey some crazy, crazy drums. And it's it'll never get old seeing an SJC logo, you know, in front of Trey Cool's drum kit. Um I mean, I, I don't even know you personally. I mean, I might have met you for a tenth of a second. I know you don't meet that many people. But basically, to me, that's cool. To me, like, that would be something to put on your gravestone. So I think it's cool. It's really, really cool. It's fun and um, just being part of that. And 
it's a it's a whirlwind behind the scenes. You know, there's a lot of things that go on, as I'm sure you can imagine. The Green Day is a busy, busy band, um, and it really made us have to step up our production and everything like that. But again, it's Trey Cool of Green Day. Like we we made him drum drums. Like he was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Like I got to watch that. Such a cool such a cool moment, and I pinch myself few times a week being like, yo, Trey Cole from Green Day plays SJC. I mean, that makes every day feel like a day to remember, and you must feel fit for a king with no issues. <laughs> you like that? He refrained from the dad jokes this whole time. They no, most of it. exploded all at yeah, once. I was exploding. I refused to back down. I'm calling you when SJC needs some taglines for new products. Let me tell you something. You won't be fucking sorry. <laughs> You won't be pumped, but you won't be I, sorry. I mean, you won't be stoked, but you, <laughs> you won't be sorry. But that's no. cool, man. I mean, I think that you're highlighting exactly what you've been saying the whole time, which is that, like, don't forget how cool this is. Hustle, but love it, and, like, count count your blessings. Yeah, that that is dope. It's not just a little cool. It's Trey cool. Come oh, on, you're keeping up with the Waldmans. Wait, <laughs> I have a good tagline if, if, if you'll take it. Go. SJC drums where bangers are made. Oh, yeah. See, he didn't respond. No, yeah, he, he just hung up, actually. I'm seeing it on a billboard or on one of our big uh, banners at a trade show or something like that. I like it. Oh, yeah. You should do it in the show me state. Yeah. It's, All right. I'm going to hit you up. We'll give you a royalty every time we print that. Sick. Right, yeah. Awesome, man. So uh, we're going to do the whole rest of the show in a Massachusetts <laughs> accent. My oh, mass accent isn't great, I can't but I'm going to work on it. Uh, Mike, it's been wicked fun having you on the wicked show, bro. Wicked piss of fun. Thank you, guys and girls. <laughs> and girl. Uh, no, I, I think that this is a really good time for me to lament about Jed's accent and also – for you to tell everyone your socials, the SJC socials, and how they can uh, see what you and the drum family are, are doing. Cool. Yeah. Best way to follow is our, our Instagram is just at SJC Drums. Um, Instagram's like the, 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 the place for us. We use Twitter and Facebook, but go on IG. And uh, my email is mike at sjcdrums.com for any drummers out there listening that want to talk drums. I don't even care if you. Never want to buy anything from us. If you just want to chat, email me, hit me up, DM me on SJC, and uh, we'd love to hear from you. Thank you, you have no idea what you just did. Yeah, dude, that's very <laughs> legit. <laughs> that, I mean, that's I, I, beautiful. I, man, I'm, I'm very transparent. I don't care. People, I like to, I like drums, man. I like to just nerd out on drums, and I get lots of emails, but I can, I can uh, confidently say that my inbox is empty every probably 20 minutes. I'm, I'm very OCD about that, so I reply quickly. Nice. Cool, man. Well, I think that that's a really good way for us to end this show. And I just wanted to thank you very much, Mr. Mike. Thank you very much, Mr. Jed. Thank you very much, Ms. Emily, for being a part of this episode that, like we said in the beginning, we planned this a long time ago. And Mike is loyal to his craft and made it happen. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you very much for asking me on the show. And thanks for for doing this. I really appreciate it. And, uh, getting the words out about musicians and, uh, um, you know, connecting the dots with fans and, and, uh, artists. So yeah, man, appreciate it. um, have a great rest of your day. You're a you, really genuine dude and that's coming through. It really is. I mean, I live in LA, like I said, and it's hard to spot genuinity, which is not a word, but you're doing it. And Emily is just gonna 
let the millions and gillions of people know how they could tune into this show, and then we will call it a day. Yeah, Mike, right. thank you again. Uh, everybody listening, if you want to hear Waldman's words live, which hopefully you're doing right now, you can listen to Adobe every single Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific time, 8 p.m. Eastern time. Or if you want to hear every single episode we've done anytime that you want, including this one, then you could go listen to the podcast on Adobe.com, Spotify, iTunes, and your Amazon Alexa. Just ask Alexa to enable Adobe Radio, and you can listen to this and every single episode of Waldman's Words ever. Ever. I'm at Jed Fuchs, J-E-D-F-U-C-H-S. That's at Emily Burke, E-M-I-L-Y-B-E-R-K-E. This is at Waldman's Words. Ladies and gentlemen, Chip Ferrari on the show today. (laughs) Thank you so much for coming on, Mike. And I'm Scott Lewis Waldman on Instagram. This is my show and my voice changed. There he is. Anyway, Mike, rock and roll. Have a good day.